0: So self-advocacy has to, can only happen if you are self-aware, and being self-aware requires a level of vulnerability with yourself.
1: But you also, it's, it's more than just being aware because you can be self-aware and hyper-aware and super-critical. That's not going to get you anywhere. Stop talking about me. (laughs) (laughs) That's not going to get you anywhere, okay?
0: Well, actually, it got me really far.
1: And then I just chose to walk away from it.
0: I have so many questions. That's
1: how I got to where I am. Or was. Both. Okay, so there is no right or wrong way to do things. Well, I don't
0: disagree. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's no right or wrong way to do things. There is no right or wrong journey. Whatever journey gets you to the end is your journey. And it's a matter of whether or not you're okay with it. And I actually really like your story. So it's full of lots of self-discovery.
0: Yeah, I have a PhD
1: in life. Everybody has a, has a journey full of self-discovery. It's a matter of whether or not they want to discover themselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you can't unlearn what you learn. Mm. How's that for a thought? And that's, I, I think about the ability to self-advocate, the ability to be self-aware, the fear of being vulnerable. But a lot of that comes back to there's a fear of, but I guess maybe I should speak for myself. What if, what if, what I, what if I don't like what I learn? Mm. Yeah. Right. Which then yeah. comes back to, okay, what are the, what are the actions, the intentional actions I'm taking to be the best version of myself? And in order to be the best version of myself, I have to advocate for what I need and who I am.
1: So let's ask this question What is it that you won't like? Right? Because once upon a time, I spent time every morning doing my hair, doing my makeup, wearing the outfits presenting myself as a badass who got stuff done, right? And the truth was, I really just liked being in sweatpants. And I didn't, as much as I like getting dolled up, it was exhausting, right? But I didn't want to admit that I didn't want to get dolled up every day because I thought I had to put on a face. And I thought if I didn't put on the face, then I wasn't meeting the expectations that by society. Well, that's the conditioning, sure. Right, and then I had to decide: Do I like what I'm about to uncover? Mm-hmm. Nobody, I mean, there's a reason why we don't uncover things, especially if we know what's underneath them, and if we're afraid of whether or not we're gonna like it. It doesn't mean you keep it covered up. You well, still have to uncover it. Okay. You still have to get into that. So
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna make this work related. Because I think sometimes it's easy to say, yeah, it's hard to do when we're talking about ourselves or when it's personal, it's, it's harder to, well, for some people, anyways. But in a work situation, it's just as hard because if you are not willing to truly be reflective, and uncover the problems that you're facing or uncovering the opportunities to make things better, then you're just stuck with the status quo. And right now, I don't know any industry in which the status quo is like helping us thrive. No, If I think about education, not at all. If I think about healthcare, We got some work to do there. If you think about government, like, and I'm just thinking of big systems. Because in Fortune 500 companies, status quo leads to the failure of a business. That is, I mean, in the Fortune 500 world, nobody would ever show up at a board meeting and say, well, we're doing the same thing since 2001 and hoping to get a profit off of that, right? In the business world, that idea of status quo is... I mean, (laughs) is you're going to implode if you just, whatever. But when you think about government, when you think about healthcare, when you think about education, when you think about some of the social structures within our quote unquote work world in our, in our world in general, so many of them are still grounded in the status quo, which is why they're starting to crumble. It's starting to fall apart. And we have all of these competing interests and struggles. But I bring that up because how many of those industries are advocating? Well, first of all, being self-aware enough to reflect and say, wow, this outdated practice is no longer serving our client base, our constituents, our students, our families. But that right there is step one because otherwise we can't advocate for what actually needs to change.
1: You have, so yes, what I hear is you have to be open. You have to be open and you have to be okay with things changing. Mm
0: -hmm. Change is the only constant. So now bringing that back to a personal standpoint, I've outgrown many versions of myself. Who I was in high school is not who I was in college. Who I was in college is not who I am as a mom. Who I was as a mom to young children is not the same as who I am to teenage children. In addition to my own growth and development around relationships and having healthy relationships instead of toxic relationships, Mm -hmm. my own relationship with myself, and as you're saying, embracing who I am as a unique individual and no one else is me. And embracing that and being excited about that instead of when you are your 13-year-old self, you just want to fit in and you are okay. Like, let me, let me just, yes, let me just fit in mm -hmm. and you start to run on this hamster wheel of trying to fulfill all of society's expectations. Please perform perfect, right? Those are the
1: words that Brene
0: Brown uses all the time and I'm
1: like, oh, yes, bingo. Well... They're going back to that that idea of a journey, and I can't remember which podcast we discussed this in, but we are never done evolving. Right. we have never arrived and and how sad would it be if we've peaked right because yeah. we still have lots of life ahead of us, mm-hmm. and so we keep talking about Steve Jobs, and um uh, we should probably. We need to start hashtagging him, maybe. <laughs> maybe. We'll add him to our drinking game.
0: I actually have him.
1: I have one of his quotes on my wall over here. Well, going back to Steve Jobs, he kept moving forward. He kept tr- looking for the next thing. He never he never just settled. No. He just kept going. That's the iteration process. And so n- you had mentioned earlier... Um, past behaviors that have gotten you to where you are now we're all going to have made mistakes you know I I know that I had I've made plenty of mistakes throughout my life each of them helped me to evolve Mm -hmm. into the person I am today and I am still evolving and the person I am going to be when I die yeah is going to be much wiser much more Sage much more. Whatever mm-hmm. it's going to be, the better version of myself than I am today. Mm-hmm. And so,
0: um, but each and every day I can show up as the best version of me.
1: So when we're having that conversation with ourselves and we're practicing self advocacy, mm-hmm. and we run into a hard spot and we're like, "Do I say something? Do I not say something? I'm not sure where to go from here." It's important that we re- that we remind ourselves, this is important to me today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I I can advocate for myself and if I fail, there is still a tomorrow.
0: And if I fail, there are lessons within
1: that failure. Yes. And we get to go on and the journey still continues. And and also if you fail, maybe that relationship in which you are having conflict or presenting some sort of you know argument, maybe in that moment, maybe that relationship ends which may be hard, however, it is a part of life and then you move on to the next thing. So I'm not, that sounds like, it sounds a lot easier than it really is. Trust me, I get it, life is hard. Life is very, very hard, but we need to remind ourselves that it does continue. There is a tomorrow, there is a next thing and we might not always know what that is, um, you know, one of the things you've said a lot in the last couple of months is I'm just going to put it out there and see what comes back to me.
0: Yeah, that's very much what I'm doing right now. And there I'm is like,
1: nothing okay. wrong with that. In fact, that's very brave and self-advocacy is brave. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Something I want to say, because um, we haven't talked about this yet. It is hard to, it it may feel hard to advocate for yourself when the people that you're surrounded with are uncomfortable with your advocacy or with you being okay to change or with you being open to exploring your vulnerabilities. Um, Take, take the actions that you are comfortable with so that you can advocate successfully and progress. Okay. Well, it's the baby steps. Yes, right. Yeah, um, because then you can then you can move forward, and then you can better you know slow down. And as you're moving forward and addressing one issue at a time, then you can ask yourself what has to happen next, mm-hmm. and then you can dive into the rest of the situation. But I just feel like that needed to be mentioned.
0: There are so many pieces in life in which we try these huge overhauls, right? I'm going to be meal planning. I'm going to exercise every day for an hour a day. I'm going to fill in the blank, right? Mm -hmm. And last week in our last episode, I said, I have made a conscious choice to say these practices or a regular practice, I personally choose not to say a daily practice because the minute I say daily, I'm going to fail because there are going to be circumstances outside of my control that prevent me from achieving that daily practice. Now, there might be listeners who are rock solid in daily practices. And if they are, I would love to hear more (laughs) about how they do it. They're probably engineers. (laughs) There you go. Consistency and discipline are not my strength. And I've learned to allow that to be okay without, again, kind of, whatever, take, what am I trying to say? Without criticizing myself for not achieving that daily thing. Now, the flip of that is I also can fall into that pattern of, um, not advocating, which then leads to, oh, yeah, I didn't have time today to work out because I let everybody else prioritize my day for me instead of, nope, I am carving out, I'm only carving out 20 minutes today because that's realistic, but I'm carving out those 20 minutes and I'm protecting those 20 minutes and not letting it be taken over by other people's priorities.
1: Yes. So I have small children and many people with small children can relate to this the bathroom is never alone time for me Mm -hmm. okay and so when i um this is this was a habit i was very devoted to and i've gotten away from due to various life circumstances and i need to just get back into it but bedtime i brushed my teeth i washed my face and i did some simple pilates moves while i was brushing my teeth okay so I got some exercise in, but that was self-care for me. And I could lock the bathroom door. Mm-hmm. And it was, I'm getting myself ready for bed. And it might've only been 15 minute window of time, mm-hmm. but it was time for me. And they were simple things, but they did snowball mm-hmm. into bigger practices. Mm-hmm. And they helped me get back on track and they helped me find some, um, some strength. I know that sounds funny, but they did they helped yeah. me find some strength because i had poured into myself just a little bit and i told myself i was worthy of that time mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and you didn't have to feel guilty for prioritizing yourself because it wasn't actually selfish mm-hmm. it was actually advocating for what you needed to be able to walk out of the bathroom and be the best mom you could be in that moment
1: now there everyone is in a different spot in their journey And there are going to be people out there who are listening to this and they're like, washing your face is a necessity. It's not self-care. (laughs) Self-care is for you at this moment in your journey, whatever fuels or fills your bucket. Mm -hmm. That is what self-care is.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And if that is a shower, yes, we should all have access to a shower and we should all be able to feel like we can prioritize ourselves enough to get clean regularly but we we don't we're not all wired the same Mm -hmm. right we've all got other things holding us back from hopping in the shower on a routine basis (laughs) (laughs) and so if you are giving yourself permission to take 10 minutes for a shower and that is a way of caring for yourself in that minute own that as self-care and don't let the haters tell you it's not because for you that is self-care and for those of you who think that's just something you get to do every day, hey, kudos to you. Yeah. Yeah. Again, stay curious. Well, we stop make, shooting. We need to make. We need to make t-shirts.
0: Stay curious. <laughs> stop shooting. Stop shooting. <laughs> stop shooting on yourself. Stop shooting on others. So. Oh, I. I love this conversation because I'm also thinking about this list. So I've gotten really clear lately on what are the things that fill my cup? What are the things that I look forward to or things that, um, I can advocate to bring into my day more often. Simple things like you were talking about going for a walk or taking five, 10 minutes and doing, um, whether it's washing your face, whether it's doing a quick yoga routine, whether it's reading a book. But that is really something that starting to shift my mindset around. It doesn't need to be an hour. Where for whatever reason, I always had this idea in my head of in order to be the healthiest form of myself or my best form of myself. I have to read an hour a day. I have to work out an hour a day. I have to do these things Tracy, and like quantify it. And there like, are is
1: only, that? you only realistically <laughs> have approximately 16 hours in your day. Yeah. And you're not going to want to be active and moving those in the entire 16 hours. Right. I've gotten really good at, um, and I struggled with this one, but this is one of the small things that I've started to do when I, um, when something is important to me, okay, no matter how small it might be to everybody else, I will say, I have done X, Y, Z today, and I'm doing this for myself mm-hmm. and I'm setting the limit. The limit is you don't get to tell me no on this. Yeah. I think we need to be really careful when we are advocating for ourselves that we're at the same time being respectful of the person that we're presenting our advocacy to mm-hmm
0: oh I love that perspective because what works for me doesn't always work for another person and that's okay so as I think about this is an aspect of mine and Brad's relationship that he he knows very well um brad enjoys doing crossfit and he does his class really early in the morning as i said earlier i am not a morning person so he knows when you wake up for class please don't wake tracy up (laughs) That's so funny. But being aware of, that is something that gives him energy. It is a community for him. He has, I mean, achieved a lot within that community, both physically and um, mentally, really. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he is up early in the morning and I don't want to be. And so honoring that... I don't shoot on him, like, you should just sleep in and skip your class, right? And he doesn't shoot on me and saying, you should get up early and go do something, right? And but so you when both... you talk about advocating for what you need, we both advocate for what yes. we need. I sleep. I advocate for sleep. Mm-hmm. He advocates for getting up and going to his class.
1: So when you are practicing advocacy of yourself... We need to also be respectful of others who are advocating for themselves, which comes back to an earlier statement I made where you're, when you have that conversation with somebody, if you're met with resistance Mm -hmm. or rejection or whatever, now you can't control them and how they're going to handle that conversation, Mm -hmm. but you can stop and you can say, this is important to me. This is why this is important to me. We're not seeing eye to eye here. I'd like to continue this conversation.
0: Well, that's establishing clear boundaries, right? So in this scenario, the boundaries are, yes, I love that you want to get up and go to your class, but the boundary is please do your best not to wake me up as you leave. And I'm also very aware that I might wake up, right? If I hear him and that's totally fine too. I can go back to sleep, but establishing those boundaries in which both people can have their needs met. And in that scenario, that seems like a pretty simple example, but I use that as a simple example because that process then can be replicated in the harder conversations or the harder processes in which I need to self-advocate for something that we may not see eye to eye on or he needs to advocate for something that, again, we may not see eye to eye on. But within that conversation, there is a mutual respect and understanding and sense of curiosity. I'm not gonna shoot on him, he's not gonna shoot on me, but we're gonna have this conversation in which we can both advocate for what we need, establish what boundaries need to exist for our relationship to be healthy, and for both of us to get what we need. And sometimes we won't both be able to get what we need, but then that creates that sense of compromise or, you know what, this is what needs to happen for you, this is what needs to happen not for me, great, and then let's come back together in whatever aspect that looks
1: like. We talk a lot about setting boundaries. We need to be, we need to normalize setting boundaries. Okay, so those of you who are listening, it's okay to set boundaries. And then I hope that you demonstrate that respectfully in your Mm day-to-day interactions with others so that they can recognize how successful that can be Mm -hmm. in achieving a sense of peace, confidence, efficiency. Right. The list goes on and on. I hope you also have patience with people who are practicing the setting boundaries. Okay? Yeah. And then um, my question is, what about when we get into situations where the person to whom we are presenting our advocacy um, and with whom we're trying to set boundaries, what if that person is not open to that? Okay? Because that is where a lot of people get stuck. It's very real. It, It is real. And there's a lot of really easy answers like, Just walk away from that relationship. (laughs) Right. Quit that job. Um, but what if they're your neighbor and you have to see them every day? Right? And what if what if you can't afford to quit your job? What if that's not a privilege you have? Um what if you're in a small town and that particular individual is going to be somebody you interact with daily, even after, right? You you cannot just walk away. That's not always an option. But consistently advocating for yourself is.
0: Well, and creating healthy boundaries within that whatever situation that is. So if walking away from a relationship isn't an option, what then are the boundaries that you need to create to
1: be healthy and happy in that interaction? And what are those boundaries in your self-talk, in that conversation with yourself? Like set some boundaries there too. Sweatpants, Blazers,
0: and Heels continues to be an opportunity for us to unpack life. And it's just this continuous conversation about what we're all grappling with in, I think in life it's always been this way, but maybe it's elevated or exacerbated post-pandemic.
1: Or maybe we're just old enough that we have found the confidence to just call it what it is.
0: Yeah, oh. well, And maybe age it. has nothing
1: to do with it. Maybe it's just we've had enough experience. That's the PhD in life.
0: I'm telling you. Brad told me I think this was brilliant. Really, I think I think he said this to me back when we first met that as we were getting to know one another he's like you've done more in 40 years than most people do in a lifetime.
1: And then I hope you said back after I'm only 39. <laughs>
0: Okay, at that point, yes, I was. <laughs>
1: um, I do want to say, what are all the different places where we could advocate for ourselves? If there's self-talk. We talked about that heavily today. Mm-hmm. Advocate for yourself. With yourself. With yourself. And that is not at all where I thought this conversation was going to go. So no, high, high five to us. I know. Woo-hoo.
0: Rock on. Um, but that's the one that I don't want to do the most. I know,
1: I know. But you <laughs> cannot advocate for yourself with others until you start advocating for yourself with yourself. Here are some other places where I think we need to advocate for ourselves in the workplace.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, if you serve on a board or a committee of some sorts, mm-hmm. um, in your relationships. Yes uh platonic romantic familial yes all those spaces the doctor's office yeah well now, that is one place where i feel like that could be an entire podcast you have a right to go into that doctor's office and if you're not if you feel crummy and you don't feel like you're being heard or mm-hmm. seen mm-hmm. you can say so and you can go get a second opinion right Advocate for yourself.
0: Well, I was gonna say, even beyond the medical space, any time I'm seeking professional services,
1: I was just gonna say any
0: type. The auto shop. Right. Well, any any professional service that I am walking into willingly, right, to be able to receive said service, self advocate. <laughs> Self-advocacy needs to come along with us in that space.
1: Well, don't you find that it's going back to the whole sweatpants story and and identifying, or not the sweatpants story, the vulnerability conversation and being able to more easily identify who you can work with and who you can't. Yeah. Don't you find that when you can advocate for yourself clearly, those services are more accurately Fulfilled and your needs are better met. Absolutely. And and when they when you're met with resistance You don't take your car back to that shop Mm -hmm. You take them to the one down the street instead Mm -hmm. you're better able to know who you can work with and who you can't and um, Unfortunately, we have in smaller communities. You have fewer options Um, Insurance can limit what's available to you when it comes to medicine. but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't still advocate for yourself Um, with your teachers. You know, I, I, I do teach and if I have a student who comes to me and I teach college classes, but if I, so these are typically adults I'm working with Mm -hmm. um, and they're probably better able to articulate what their concerns are. But I can have a student who doesn't advocate for themselves and they struggle quietly in the corner. And I can have another student who comes to me and says, I am struggling or I have a concern. I am going to meet their needs because now I know what their needs are. But if you don't advocate for yourself, I don't know what your needs are. That's exactly it. And it goes back to my first conversation or my first statement earlier about my child and teaching my child to advocate for him or herself. Mm hmm. Um, it it takes practice. It takes practice. We can also set an example. So go out and advocate for yourself. Set that example. Practice. Have that conversation with yourself in the mirror. This would require putting the phone down for a little bit, stepping away from Pinterest, (laughs) stepping away from all the self-help books, which there's nothing wrong with them. I'm just saying sometimes we just need to
0: Sometimes we live in a space of learning. Okay, let me say this differently. Sometimes I live in a space of learning. And so I learn all of these things. But what I hear you saying is stop learning, start doing. Yes. And being able to advocate in ways that you need to for yourself.
1: Well, it's the baby steps. Learn something, go practice it. Right. Come back, learn something new, go practice it. I wouldn't teach you an entire year of Algebra 2 in 45 minutes and say, now Now go practice it. it." I would say, let me teach you first this, now go practice it. Right. Right. I do have to say that having these conversations on your couch with a fuzzy blanket (laughs) is, um, is really fun. I enjoy having these conversations with you in a coffee shop, but... I feel like I'm always, are we going to get kicked out? (laughs) Are they going to ask us to move to a different table?
0: (laughs) So the, the challenge of the week, it's not a challenge, right? But you keep joking about it's a lesson. It's a moral. It's an activity, whatever, (laughs) however we send off our listeners, but. So as I reflect on this conversation, I'm really thinking about what are the ways that I can advocate for myself, to myself, in ways that
1: I haven't recently. And do you know where my brain has gone? (laughs) This is not going to surprise you. I am thinking, how can I help others advocate for themselves? (laughs) No. You're turning the mirror on you. Oh, I know. I know. I just, I want everyone to feel empowered.
0: And we'll report back next week. (laughs) How do we do self-advocating for ourselves, not for others? To be continued. To be continued.